0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean Pierre de Caussade, S.J., Book 1, Chapter 2, Section 8 Experimental Science. That which is sent us at the present moment is the most useful because it is intended especially for us. We can only be well instructed by the words which God utters expressly for us. No one becomes learned in the science of God either by the reading of books or by the inquisitive investigation of history. The science that is acquired by such means is vain and confused, producing much pride. That which instructs us is what happens from one moment to another, producing in us that experimental science, which Jesus Christ himself willed to acquire before instructing others. In fact, this was the only science in which he could grow according to the expression of the Holy Gospel. Because being God, there was no degree of speculative science which he did not possess. Therefore, if this experimental science was useful to the Word incarnate himself, to us it is absolutely necessary, if we wish to touch the hearts of those whom God sends to us, It is impossible perfectly to understand anything that experience has not taught us, by suffering or by action. This is the school of the Holy Spirit, who in this way speaks life-giving words to the soul, and those which he speaks to us through others come from the same source. Reading and seeing become fruitful, and possess virtue and light only by the acquisition of this divine science. Otherwise, they are like dough, to which leaven is necessary, and the salt of experience to season it. And since, without this salt, we have only vague ideas to act upon, we are like visionaries, who, though knowing the roads that lead to all the towns, yet lose their way going to their own house. We must listen to God from moment to moment to become learned in the theology of virtue which is entirely practical and experimental. Do not attend, therefore, to what is said to others, but listen to that which is said to you and for you, there will be enough to exercise your faith because this interior language of God exercises, purifies, and increases it by its very obscurity. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Angels of God are guardians dear to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus Christ is God and man. He has a human intellect and a divine intellect. And what Father de Cossard is referring to in tonight's chapter is the teaching of theologians about the human knowledge of Christ. That insofar as he is God, there was a fittingness to his human knowledge being perfect. There was a fittingness to him having the direct vision of his father. And Father De Kossad was saying that our Lord had all speculative science. So this is a teaching of theologians. But Father De Kossad's not really that interested in spelling all that out. What he's interested in focusing on is that Jesus Christ grew in knowledge. And what kind of knowledge could Jesus grow in if he had perfect human knowledge? Insofar as he's a divine person in human nature, what could he have grown in? Well, the Gospels say he grew in wisdom and knowledge before God and men, wisdom and grace. He learned things by what he suffered. What did he grow in? Well, he grew in this experiential or experimental knowledge. There were things that he sensed that were new to him. There were things he saw and touched and tasted and heard which in that way he had not seen before. And by experiencing things through his senses, he formed understandings of them. He formed a kind of experiential judgment of them. He knew what it was like now by experience to go through these things. He tasted for the first time certain drinks. He felt things. And all of this allowed him to learn how, for example, to explain what he knew from infused contemplation, what he knew from infused knowledge, what he knew from the beatific vision. All of this he grew in the ability to explain to others, this experiential knowledge. And Father de Kossad is not primarily, as I said, interested in a Christology lesson. What he's interested in is using that truth from theology to explain to us why we also need this experiential knowledge. If Jesus Christ himself, the God man, profited from this new way of knowing, he's revealing to us what's profitable for us. Jesus Christ reveals not only the Father to us, He also reveals man to himself. He reveals to human beings what it means to be human and only in him do we fully discover what it means to be human. And one of the things that human beings need is experiential knowledge. And why is that important for this part of the book? Because it's not enough just to read this book. You can't just read a book and he's writing a book to teach people, but it's not enough to have a book. It's not enough to know what Father Dick Osad said. It's not enough to know what St. Catherine of Siena said. All of that is just notional to us. It only becomes useful and fruitful, and it can be. Reading a book like this is incredibly fruitful. It gives an incredible amount of light if it's combined with experience if we are actually trying to do his will, if we're actually trying to follow the Lord and we have some experience of failing and trying and we're we're learning what it means to be faithful in active things and faithful in what we suffer, if we're actually in the school of the Holy Spirit, then books like this help us to give Categories to what we're going through. They help us to avoid certain errors. They help to give us words to express what it is we're trying to do and what the Lord is doing. Because remember, everything that happens happens because God is holding things in existence. And if God is holding things in existence, then He's thinking of those things. And if he's thinking of them, then he's willing them. He's loving them in some way. And so there is no accident. There is no pure luck. It seems like luck to us, but God is directing everything for what purpose? To unite us to him in love. That's the purpose of it all. And not just a general purpose. God is so wise and so intelligent that he can arrange everything precisely for each one of us. Everything that's happening in my life and your life is tailor-made to us. God is speaking to you and me individually. And just think, when you read a book, a spiritual book, if it doesn't speak to you personally, you tend, we tend to put it down. Books have to speak to us personally to be profitable. And that's what we have to discover, that every day God is speaking to us personally. And if it seems obscure, if it seems difficult, that's all that's saying to us is that we need faith. He speaks, and we understand what he says. We accept what he says by faith.